blossoming, blossoming moment. A warm welcome everyone to season two to The Day I'm Alive. I'm your host, Margaret Aberdeen. My heartfelt gratitude to those who are listening to The Day I'm Alive and for the testimonies I have been receiving. I trust you all had a fantastic weekend and are keeping warm during this cold, freezing weather conditions we have been having over the past few days. There's definitely a climate change that is zooming around the universe. Last year, we had a record-breaking sizzling hot summer that I had to wear the least amount of clothes indoors. This winter, it is biting cold that I have to wear a thick jumper indoors. As you know, I am not officially qualified to give any, any professional advice whatsoever, though I have some background in psychology and have studied cognitive behavior therapy. I'm only speaking of my insights and learnings from my own personal experiences and transformation. This morning, I had a feeling of uncertainty to go out for my usual early morning walk around the river in the bitterly cold, freezing weather. But I override that feeling because of my deep, passionate connection and relationship with nature. Boy, it was biting cold. Even though I was dressed in layers and layers of clothing with my hood over my cap to keep me warm and my hands tucked in my pockets, I felt it in my bones. I couldn't even sit by the river to do my ritual 30-minute meditation. As I walked alongside the river, mindful of the sleets of frosty air carpeted on the path and dew frost on the grass, I paused to embrace the frostiness of the natural beauty of nature's surrounding. Parts of the water in the river were glazed with frozen eyes. The moon and stars were hidden by overcast sky. Fewer birds flying around, regular ducks and swans in the river were nowhere in sight. The quietness, the stillness, the calmness was magically, magically profound. I was elated with an abundance of gratitude for being alive in the presence of a new day to create the life I want. Every day. Every day is a new opportunity to learn something new and to create a life you want. Today, I am very inspired to talk about doubts and fears. I think this is a great time of the year to talk about doubts and fears. The days are shorter and darker and more than usual, people feel down after the festive season. This is called winter blues. Lots of people feel a bit depressed and moody, lack energy and are bombarded with doubts and fears about how they should pursue the year. Whoever is having these symptoms, let me tell you, you're not alone. I've also been feeling a bit low and depleted. As you know, I grew up experiencing childhood traumas. And it took me years and years to heal from the depression and cancer I experienced as an adult. From my personal experience and according to what sort of trauma you endure. Trauma can induce lots of fears and doubts that affects one or more areas of your life. You may feel lost and alone. 
isolate yourself from family and friends. And also, you may perform poorly at work with low self-esteem and a lack of confidence constantly being in the limelight. Let's not even shine the light on a committed relationship, especially, especially if you have been domestically or sexually abused. The present is dark with limited expectation that the right to succeed and enjoy life is nowhere in sight. It is a long process encapsulated in doubts and fears. Buried deeply in your subconscious, seeds of fears and doubts have been planted into your minds since childhood. If I can remember by age seven, your patterns of behavior, your beliefs and your habits are formed and are the foundation of your self-image and personality. Yes, a collection of endless subconscious mental chatter somewhere at the back of your mind. A negative voice known as the ego is trying to sneak in and dump all kinds of habitual thought patterns in your mind undermining your own effort to create the life you want. It is doing its utmost best to keep you in the victim mood. It is probably there right now telling you, you are unworthy. What would others think? You do everything wrong. You don't deserve success. You're not creative. People don't relate to you. Can you do this? You're not good enough. Think about this. The moment we step out of our comfort zone or face new challenging situations, our ego tries to take the spotlight by getting in the driver's seat of our mind to sabotage ourselves. Unconsciously, self-sabotaging with conditioned negative self-thoughts of doubts and fears and that you must stay in your comfort zone and continue being a victim to your trauma and follow the leadership of society and others. The ego, the voice of your subconscious mental chatter, is like a radio channel that is constantly blaring in the background. No, 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 you ain't crazy. It's an endless stream of unconscious rambling pestering repetitive memories with barrage thoughts of doubts, fear, criticism and judgment about your past traumas, failures and mistakes and future expectations and assumptions. Our biggest, biggest battle of the mind is fear and doubts. They are inseparable and can be our greatest enemy, fear of the unknown, Doubts that we are not worthy or good enough to do what we want and enjoy life. Believe me, you are not alone. Fear and doubts are unavoidable. They are natural and common reaction we all experience in life. Whether you're starting a new job, your first driving lesson, taking a test or playing a sport. But I know from my own experience that you can reap benefits from fear and doubts by using them as stepping stones to create the life you want. I will explain more about that later. The ego can be very, very possessive, jealous, selfish and protective 
and believes with absolutely certainty that what it is feeling is the right thing for you to protect and keep you safe. I've said it before, and let me say it again. The mind is like a garden, and we can pluck out negative habitual thoughts that no longer serves us. But at times, it could be a hard, hard nut to crack and an ongoing, uncontrollable battle. I remember approaching an unknown zone coming to the completion of my published book, Priceless Roles of a Mother, available from Amazon. My ego repetitively said, it's no good. No one would read it. You'll never be able to publish it. And also last year, I went through a period of being heavily influenced by my own doubts and fears before the launch of Today I'm Alive. I was like a multitasker, juggling, coaching, writing my second book, networking, speaking and hosting events, and also keeping active on social media platforms. Obviously, I was soon exhausted and began to fear that I had taken on too much. This was combined with a number of setbacks, especially with my lack of skills in modern technology, because I went to kindergarten over 60 years ago. My egotistical ego was like an army troop constantly blasting my mind with ammunition of doubts and fear. Maybe it would be fair to say that they weren't just setbacks. Actually, I am going to call them stepping stones because as I look back, I have benefited so much from fear and doubt. Here is a quote from William Shakespeare I came across on the internet. Our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we often might win by fearing to attempt. Basically, that means doubt make us quit. But I didn't quit. I kept on going forward, whether by my own hard fought, persistent, resilient to stay focused, faith in something greater than myself, or even just a conditioned habit. Probably a bit of the mixture of all four. And now, as this year is blossoming, things are starting to pay off. But the fruits of my labor are somewhat bittersweet as I realize just how brainwashed and conditioned I was by my own doubts and fears. Oh, thankfully, thankfully, I made a mind shift, life-changing discovery when I began to break free of my thinking habits. Besides reading self-help books like The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle and Breaking the Habits of Being Yourself by Dr. Joe Dispenza, and not to say the least, that recent magical book, Ikagai, The Japanese Secret to a Long Unhappiness, along with YouTube leaders and teachers, meditation, being in nature and journaling to become the conscious observer. And best of all, to learn that there are two types of thinking and also to understand the difference between thoughts and feelings. I have learned the love voice in my head, the ego is not who I am. That love mentally chattering repetitive voice of the past had controlled my life for as long as I could remember. All of its habitual belief, worries, judgment, impulsive and runs I would follow without introspection. They are unconscious, conditioned thinking. 
Let me repeat that. They are unconscious conditioned thinking. Unconscious conditioned thinking is like weeds planted into our subconscious minds. We believe the distorted stories that our ego feeds us. And it's not our fault. We live in a society where judging, criticism and blaming are the norm. This is our unconscious conditioned thinking and our ways of seeing ourselves and the world. To put it bluntly, unconscious conditioned thinking is like a parasite rooted in external influences and absorbs so much limited self-belief drama in our minds that it makes us mentally constipated and eventually sick. Becoming the conscious observer of the ego's unconscious conditioned thinking was a stepping stone to a life changer. It was the moment I regained power over my conditioned thinking and behavior and began the journey of getting to know the quiet observer, my inner self, the gentle whisper, God, inner tutor, God feeling, soul, being, universe, or whatever higher power or life you choose to believe in. This is called your conscious, intuitive thinking. Your conscious, intuitive thinking is your inner self. The quiet observer and low, gentle voice of your present situation around you. It communicates more as a feeling from the heart, the soul, it is rooted in love, like a newborn baby, relatively untamed, uninhibited, free-spirited, free of judgment, self-criticism and belief, growing organically. This natural, instinctual part of you has always been there. It has just been overpowered by the ego's loud, repetitive voice of unconscious conditioned thinking with its self-imposed rules about how you and the world should or shouldn't be. Listen, your inner self is the inner voice of your conscious intuitive feeling, means living aligned with your higher self, your inner guidance, passing through the field of being in the moment, a direct perception of the truth within that only you experience. The feeling is a deep, true inner knowledge, so personal, your immediate understanding of something, there is no distraction of thoughts, blissfully, blissfully and intensely being in the eternal, ever-present, in the here and now. Now, from my personal experience, here are three ways I've been using fear and doubt as stepping stones to create a life I want. Number one, Observe. I remember attending a two-day silent retreat in Lake Garda, Italy, observing my thoughts. Though it was uncomfortable and devastatingly mind-blowing in the beginning, eventually it had a tremendous impact on me. I felt zest for life. My brain, my mind and my body felt rejuvenated to go out and create a life I want. I remember what it's like to have a mind at rest, to observe my thoughts and don't get tangled in them, allowing them to flow like clouds in the sky. 
and that I can tell the difference between a thought and a feeling. If something in your life is not working for you, simply recognize the old pattern of what's not working mean you can mindfully let it go so you can learn the new behavior that does work for you. As I mentioned earlier, thinking is a choice and being the gardener of our own minds, our thoughts are like seeds. The more you water them, they will grow. Without watering them, they will naturally just subside. Number two, accept. If you recall in episode seven, learning to accept what is, the verse I shared in the Tibetan book of living and dying, whatever you do, don't shut off your pain. Accept your pain and remain vulnerable, however desperate you become. Accept your pain as it is because it is in fact and trying to give you a precious gift. Do not try to change these feelings. You must feel the fear and doubts and do it anyway. They're part of your journey of self-discovery and self-growth. As the fear and doubts are accepted, they eventually dissolve. Number three, be in the now. You can change the way you think and respond. And once you do, you can master a new way to be. It all boils down to having a relationship with the mind, understanding and aligning it to your present state of consciousness. This is where meditation usually takes the limelight. When you practice meditation, it takes the mind home to the true nature of the mind. Quieting the mind through meditation is an excellent way to tap into your inner self. It is as simple as sitting, lying down or being in nature and becoming aware of your thoughts. Allowing your thoughts, feelings and emotions to flow like clouds in the sky without clinging, directing or labeling them. Now, the only way your fear and doubts can be stepping stones to create a life you want is practice the above. Be the observer and accept what's happening now and how it's affecting you. Breathe, meditate and listen. Remember, remember you and your unconscious conditioned thoughts are your biggest critic. Own your strength and believe in yourself and your conscious into the feeling. Oh, I really, really want you to know this. Each time you feel the fears and doubt and vulnerability, you must do it anyway, as they are stepping stones to create the life you want. Before wrapping up, I want you to close your eyes, breathe in and rehearse the action of what you want with the awareness that fear and doubts are unavoidable. Breathe out with your five senses attuned. See yourself doing what you want by creating images and the feelings involved. Do this throughout the day. And share with me on social media platforms of the outcome. Remember, today you are alive. Today is all you have. Make the most of it. Make it momentum. Make it worth remembering. Because you are worth it. My name is Margaret Aberdeen. Tune in next week for another rocketing episode of Today I'm Alive. Share it with your friends and family. And follow me on Facebook and Instagram. To hire me for talks and events, please email me at info at margaretaberdeen.com. Today I'm alive. 
Today I'm alive and I'm feeling good.